Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, number one here, just an update on the latest. Uh, and, and, Tyler, I know you've been keeping your eyes on things, you and and, uh, and everybody back there. Any uh, any update? you have any recent update on the situation with DeMar Hamlin? No, nothing too concrete, but the latest uh, coming here from the NFL show, the suspended Bills-Bengals game, that is not going to resume this week per the NFL. So if it is resumed, it isn't going to be this week. Yeah, I did see that the NFL said in a statement that Commissioner Roger Goodell has informed the teams that the game would not be resumed this week after consulting with both teams in the NFL Players Association leadership. The league, however, has made no decision on resuming the game at a later date, and the Week 18 schedule remains as, to go on as scheduled. That's the latest. By the way, if you are or checking in to see what's the latest on uh, uh, the well-being of DeMar Hamlin to begin with. A couple of things that we've received uh, uh, at around 1, 2 a.m., the Buffalo Bills released a, a statement saying DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in the game versus the Bengals. Uh, his heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment, he is currently sedated and listed in criminal or in criminal, sorry, in critical condition. Also, from uh, from the bills uh, that he spent last night in intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition. So that is the latest on his well-being. As we said, and we've continued to say, uh, we will issue you any uh, any of the latest that we uh, find out in the situation, but. This here is uh, is interesting. The latest here that they will uh, that that game will not be played. We knew the Bills had already gotten on a plane. Most of them had got on a plane and flown back to Buffalo, which uh, which kind of put that into into wonder when that game would get going. And the football portion of this is it will be interesting to watch the decision that the NFL makes because that game probably had. Uh, some of the biggest implications on the season, which really, obviously, at this point is completely secondary, sure. third dairy, yeah. whatever. But it'll be interesting to see what they do with this because um, the seeding between the, the Bills and the Bengals and then the Chiefs as well uh, in that in that game. So we'll see what they do moving forward. Yeah, look, all three teams still potentially could have been the number one seed and, and yeah. not only played all their games at home but got a first-round bye. So – um, it, it was a big-time, big-time game. Um, they did the right thing last night, calling the game. Um, not to be insensitive to what's going on in, to any degree, but the NFL is going to play football games again. The The Bills are going to play football games again. The, the Bengals are going to play football games again. Now, 
I do think this is a, a, a situation where both teams, the NFL, the Chiefs, anybody that, that could have been impacted positively or negatively by the outcome of the game, I think this is a situation where the, 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 the figureheads that be with each organization can probably quick, pretty quickly get to an understanding of, hey, this is how we're going to handle it. These are, this is how the seating's going to be in the playoffs, and we're going to keep on keeping on. The timing of it um, really just doesn't allow for this game to be made up. I mean, you can't push wild card weekend, right? You can't push the last weekend of the game uh, for for two organizations, two of thirty-two. Like it just, it's just impossible to to make that happen. So um, the thought that that this week's games would be suspended, I, I think, is is probably a, a tad bit much. I, I think I think they're going to play games this week. Yeah, um, week eighteen, the final week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think everything. I think I think football goes on as as football typically would. Clearly, understand why they canceled last night's game in the moment. I think that was the right thing to do and. Uh, his family just recently released a a, uh, a statement as well. Super, super classy. No update on him, on the player, the person, but just thanking um, the Bengals, their head coach, um, the, the the first responders that that took care of him, the the, um, uh, the the doctors and medical staff at the the particular hospital that he's at, all the fans for. The donations that have come in for his toy drive, which I don't know if you've heard about that, but his toy drive he yeah. put out. He had a goal of raising twenty five hundred bucks for a toy drive. Uh, I, I think it's over three million. Yeah, it's almost yeah. four million now. Um, so uh, the, the family just put out a a, a beautiful statement. Um, no update on him, but but just thanking everybody involved for for how everything's gone from the moment it happened to now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's one to keep an eye on uh, to see how everything shakes out uh, with the league moving forward. Clint, we we watched that scene last night, um, and and we see this didn't just affect. I mean, you hell, you played. The, you're a retired player. This affected you in a major way. Imagine what it's affected throughout yeah. a, a, a lot of players. We're seeing many many organizations shut down today including the Texans. The Texans gave their players a day off uh, as they were reflecting and waiting on the news and the status of DeMar Hamlin. Hamlin, some uh, some some were teammates with him uh, who have played with them before. Uh, and you, as you said, man, we don't see these games getting canceled this week 18. I mean, we, we could even imagine how difficult it's going to be for guys like the Bengals and the Bills to play, but I mean, even guys like the Texans or, oh, yeah. you know, the, the the Colts who they play, like how hard is that you think around the league where it, it's going to be for these players, all of them, to strap yeah. it up and get going on well, Sunday? I, I would think Saturday that the, I, game starts. Yeah, right. I, I would think that the first couple of plays uh, are going to be are going to be um, a, a little nerve-wracking for these guys, right? I mean, um, I, th- th- look, there's an understanding that this is, this is a, a very, very – uh, unlikely scenario. In fact, like you said, we've never seen it in the game of football. We've seen it in other sports. We've never seen it in in the game of football. That, I, to, to my knowledge, at, at the pro level, anyway. Um, and so I, I think guys understand how rare it is. But but I, I, there's a human element to this where when you see someone that is completely out, not breathing, heart not beating, um, and 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 medical professionals that are typically very very cool, calm, and collected. We've seen them all de- deal with. Spine injuries and concussions, they're all ready for that. Um, we've seen them be cool, calm, and collective. Um, last night, I mean, that, that was a panic of, of, of 
you know, administering CPR on him, trying to get his heart yeah. heart uh, back up and running. And and um, it's human nature to obviously be moved emotionally in a in a in a, a a big way at that point in time. But again, I think you go back to and not to be insensitive to the player, not to be insensitive to the the person, but. It, one thing that players are conditioned to do is is to keep on playing the game, you know, fight through the the injuries and things of that nature. And while this couldn't be fought through last night, and again, I reiterate, I think it's the right decision to make. But yeah. while, while it couldn't be fought through last night and shouldn't have been fought through last night, I think these players will be conditioned to get back on the field. And when they do, the first couple of snaps show a little bit nerve wracking, but they'll be right back at it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. As as we said, games get started. Uh, on 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 Saturday, uh, there was just so much trauma there last night. So much trauma happening and still happening right now. As I said, we'll continue to update you on whatever uh, information and news we get moving forward. But the latest is the game uh, is not going to be resumed this week. The Bengals and the Bills will not uh, will not play this week, and we'll figure out what the NFL does in terms of seating and how they move on but the games this weekend uh, are scheduled week 18 to go on as as planned so that is the absolute latest as we said prayers are out to uh, uh to demar hamlin and his family as we keep that keep them in our mind big three and three number two all right as uh we understand the college uh college football national championship game is ready to rock and roll and we'll get ready for that on monday as TCU will uh, will try to upset up, upset uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, but staying in the SEC, uh, this report here, Clint, all four Texas A&M freshmen who were suspended after the South Carolina game uh, have now announced their intentions to enter the portal. Um, this is uh, this is another four to this uh, to this group uh, of we got to be nearing thirty. If not, that that are uh, looking. Well, some of them were. Some of these guys were already in it. Somebody the, already. The, in. The, the the final one today that one of them announced a defensive end announced. I think he's a defensive end, outside linebacker. But anyway, he he announced that he's entering the transfer portal, and that made that that was the fourth, fourth. of the four guys that uh, got caught doing whatever they were doing in the locker room after the South Carolina game. Which, by the way, blows my absolute mind that that guys would even think the room, about doing what's it. What's been rumored? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I, it's been confirmed to me uh, multiple times. They were smoking weed in the locker room after getting beat by South Carolina. Clown um, Yeah, I mean, they did it all, even after the win. All four of those guys, all four of those guys, uh, enter the enter the transfer portal. The crazy thing is, is you take four young fellows that are obviously very, very gifted, that 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 are capable of doing something like that. And they're going they're going to get pursued in a major major way in that transfer. Program. Oh yeah, and and Tyler, come these are these are highly recruited guys, right? All four of them. They were, yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a that's a rough situation. What's going on with A and M? Uh, and now he is pulling some guys in as well. He's pulling some guys in, but they oh he's got the number right now. He's got the number five rated uh, player relative to NIL value. Uh, this Hicks kid, linebacker. Is he a linebacker as well? D line. I believe linebacker? so. Um, yeah. So he he's bringing he's bringing some in. No, I, look, I, this goes back to for me with with Jimbo Fisher. If I'm more concerned with the 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 type of locker room that Jimbo Fisher has, we've talked about the receiver room at length. 
Um, you know, you, you got one of your team captains that got popped with guns and weed and, and, and alcohol. And, um, you know, you, you got a, a, a big, big, uh, a, high, a big number of guys that are, that are getting, getting, um, suspended from games for, for various reasons. Um, when, when you've got players that are smoking weed in the locker room after a game, and they're all wow. for like like you you you've got to question the leadership. You got to question what the hell Jimbo Fisher has uh, going on. Um, I mean, it, it's it's one of those where exactly what I thought initially when I got a little bit hammered about about Jimbo Fisher and, and what kind of ship is he running up there. Um, We're done. It, it's it, it's it's worst case scenario. Yeah, it was a home. It was a road game. Yeah, it was before they were on a plane. It was in Columbia smoking in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some people think they're. That's what I'm saying. Not even their own. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't had it there. You're, you're smoke. You can't wait till you get outside. You can't wait till you. I mean, you 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 what literally do it in the locker room, and you're gonna go get on the bus with the coaches, and get on the plane with the, with the whole staff, and mess up mess up South Carolina's locker room. I mean, what do we? Do? I mean, that's just again. That to me, that's. Because it's not just confined to the rookie class. It's not just confined to the locker room. I mean, they they've got problems inside those walls from a you call it culture, call whatever you want to call it. There's problems inside those walls because these aren't just isolated incidents. I heard uh, I heard a, a an idea that that uh, Sean Pendergast had earlier. What was it? He said uh, he said how about when Cliff King Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. That Jimbo hires him to be the offensive coordinator to come back to A and M. That would be that would oh, be a called. perfect perfect fit for both of them. Well, that, if Jimbo would allow look, it, look the the oh, I'd, I'd love it. Any kind of move at this point from from Jimbo, I, I think would would make sense. The Cliff's uh, offense in college would work at A and M. He sure did enjoy it, Northgate as well. I can tell you that it, anything would be an upgrade from where what he's doing what he's doing right now they i mean he can call any of them guys that was oc and during during uh johnny's run which was kingsbury spavital um and a, one other guy i think but anyway um any of those guys would be an upgrade it, it would not be difficult to upgrade from jimbo's offense that's for damn sure i don't, I don't know if jimbo would be able to allow just you know cliff cliff's a big personality yeah it'd be i don't mind conversation he'd take a little shine from him wouldn't he uh, but he, he'd damn sure fit in more track he'd damn sure fit into a locker room they just let him do whatever the hell they want oh do. hell yeah Oh hell yeah! He uh, liked that. Smoke a little man. bit. I smoke a little bit with you on the road. That that, that <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> on the road, the road locker room. Now that, hey, if you captain, hey, you, well, who brought it to? Look here, if your captain's out there smoking and, and packing, hell, why not? Yeah, I guess so. Big three at three, number three. All right, we had some uh, some really uh, some really great basketball NBA performances last night, uh, including uh, here as uh, Luka Luka Doncic roll right now. Last night the Rockets they lose at home and they were winning that game. Uh, they were playing really well uh, in the first let's say two and a half quarters, third quarter some. They were playing really well. And then Luca turned it on. He had 39, 12, and 8. He's averaging like 46 or 47 points over his last six games. He's got a 61, 60, 21, 11 game in there. He had 50-something the yeah. other night. He is going off, uh, and the Rockets just couldn't couldn't hang on. Look, I caught the the, the the collapse. I caught the second half of the third quarter. Oh, yeah, quarter you slid into it In the fourth night, quarter. Huh? At one point, show, I believe they were up 18 in the third quarter, by the way. Um, and look, I, I can look beyond. Look, I think I think 
I went and watched Kobe Bryant play in Memphis one time, way back in the day. And it was like Kobe just sat back and let his guys keep that game close. And in the fourth quarter, he said, Coach, I'm ready. And he took them damn them, them, uh, snap. What, what did we call them? The, Tearaway pants. Tear pants, yeah. He, he yanked them things off and went out there and just did work for about seven minutes. Brought them back, took the lead, went home, got on a plane, and got on up out of there. That, that's ultimately what Luca did. I mean, Luca turned it on. Like he was just playing with him. Yeah, I mean, got, whether he was scoring or he was getting to the getting to the, the line, he shot twenty two free throws last night. I mean, it, it was it, it was a classic. One of the best players in the NBA came on the floor in the fourth, third, and fourth quarter and beat you. I can get beyond that. The the little bit that I've watched. One, I, they, they ain't got to do. They they ain't they ain't got to do. You don't. So you you don't see Jalen Green no, already. No, like three, you're no. ready. You you can't see him being a one. No, no. If that's if that's your hope is that's J- what the, the plan is. No, they're gonna have to add to this to this roster big time. But but, but he's the, a one or a two. But, yeah. but, but here, my, back to my my point with the Rockets last year, they they focus a couple of years on getting really really good three through five, and I'm just talking about players on the floor three through five or maybe even three through six. Right, and then go out there and sign the one and two and add them to this team. Then, I think they they're on the they're on the on pace to do that right there. But well, I, you see that you don't I, see I just, a one or a two. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I watch that team, and I, there ain't there is, and they are the thing is is like by the time I turned it on, ball movement was a problem, player movement was a problem, taking wild ass shots was a problem. Um, at one point, they're down three with just a few seconds left in the ball game, down three, and they throw it into the elbow to Alp. Like what? What are, what are we doing? Of course, they they fouled him immediately, and he missed those two free throws. It's one of those where it, it, it's I, now now the part of the game that I missed. Show, listen, to my man Murphy, Calvin Murphy, and listen to some other guys. Um, the part of the game I missed, they they had done some things really really well. Lead, yeah. But boy, when I turned it on and the game was was and the balance was on the, the line, ooh, it was it was it was back to back to some street ball, back to some one on one stuff. And wild shots. I, I just, I just don't think, I don't think Green is a guy that you build around and is going to be the. It's the, the second year. Well, that's fine. Some, yeah. that's, that's fine. Chance, that's man. fine. Yeah, yeah you, you think you think you, you've watched him some this year. You think he's a guy that, that they're going to be able to build around and be I, a. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to close the door on it. I mean, it's the second year. I, well, I mean, you, but you, but you see, well, I mean, it's, I it's, think he's got potential. Yeah, he's got potential to, to be a, a, a franchise he's got, guy. He's got potential to be that. He's got he's got the skill set to be that. We'll see if he grows into it. We'll see if he grows mm. into it. He's got the skill set to be Ja Morant-ish. He's got ain't the no, skill set. He ain't set. nowhere close to Ja He's Morant. got the skill set. I'm he, not, he ain't nowhere close to athletic as, as Ja Morant. It ain't even close. He, oh, I don't know, man. He's pretty athletic. By the it way, also last night, Luka had a hell of a performance. Well, I got to throw out Donovan Mitchell, a person who I thought the Rockets should have looked at, had 71 last night. 71. Mm. The most scored since the guy you just mentioned, Kobe Bryant. Put up 81. So, uh, big, big night in the NBA. A couple of great performances. 71. He uh, he was involved in scoring or assisting on 90, 99 points for the Cavs last night. Ooh. So, uh, amazing. All right. One thing. One thing the Texans cannot do. Well, they're moving on to their process of potentially getting a new coach. One thing they cannot do. We'll discuss that coming up. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Mm, a little positive, by the way. Uh, folks out here, um, I want to thank you all for all the hard work you did that, uh, that one time where we were able to successfully raise Tyler's uh, uh, Twitter uh, follower uh, count as we got over 1,000, got him over 1,000. But, folks, it's uh, a cool moment. Tyler's in a good mood because basically you all did that for no reason uh, <laughs> because he has somehow now found a way – to get his old Twitter account now. I'm so back, is, baby! So he is really excited about being Team back. Real doing the hoes! First time I've seen him smile in 2023. Yeah. That's not true. It's, That's very it's true. That's not true. First time I've heard, I've, time I've heard like, he was just mopey as hell yesterday. That is not mopey true. Mopey as hell today. And then, then all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, show goes, Tyler, Tyler got his uh, Twitter account back. And I looked over there, and it, I mean... I'm back, he baby. Was shining, man. I'm happy for you. You needed that. I so am what too, did you Bob. do? What happened? How'd you get it? Oh, back? I just pestered the hell out of Twitter sport until they succumbed well, to my request. Now what you need to do is, is pester a- the hell out of them to make sure that they, they combine your old account and your new accounts follows so you you get that those however I, many however many were new followers. They probably not to- many though. I think it was mainly people who were following my own account. I think you, account. but I think I you, don't know. We really pushed them to it. I man. think you should take the time. To find everybody on there and then send them a sincere thank you. Well, that's just not going to happen. Because they didn't have to do that. A sincere thank you. It, it's not a lot of work. You click a button that says follow. They didn't have to. Wow. I'd unfollow your ass if you just said that about me. That's what I'd do. Well, you can I'd unfollow a- the, the new account. Oh, now, now all of a sudden you... you- all of a sudden you want to get smart with it, uh, huh? Yeah, well, I, yeah I, you should have just lied and said you were going to do it. I mean... That's well, a lot you, of people you, to think. You, you didn't have that tone when you were uh, when you were needing. Oh them. God, wasn't he? Oh God, thank you so much. This is great. This is it great. was cool. It was a cool moment. But now you're back. Now you're blue check mark back, and you don't need them anymore. Blue shark right. back. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Um, listen, man. Th- th- hopefully, as, as if you missed Seth Payne on with this earlier, as he said, man, everybody. He said everybody needs to go. Hopefully, the process is is starting. Right. Hopefully, the process is starting with moves they're gonna make with with Lovey's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it is starting, and hopefully, Clint, it gets off to a better start than it has the last couple of years. Because right off the bat, the last two years that they have hired coaches and Nick Casario has hired coaches, we all been like, mm, really? Remember two years ago, it was hey, the top two names. That people were talking about was um was, was Eric Bieniemy and Robert um and, and Robert Sala and they they weren't going to interview either one of them and then they started rolling with some odd some odd odd coaches like old coaches like Marvin Lewis got interviewed and Jim Caldwell but not not anything where you'd like all right man that's a, as you would you say cutting edge cutting edge that's well, so we hadn't got we to the got second there. One it was it was Leslie Frazier Leslie wasn't it? Frazier he was one Marvin Lewis was one yeah this is when they was Jimmy they was, Caldwell they, was they were one. interviewing all of Lovey's buddies yeah all the geriatrics and, and out there too. Yeah. easy 
Tom Moore. Um, I don't know if Tom Moore is with us, but they were interviewed. Uh, Ernie Zampezi, I'm sure they were going to. My, my boy Big Iron's gone, man. He ain't <laughs> oh, with sir, no more. They were going to get anybody. Uh, they probably did leave a message. <laughs> leave a message. So they were getting it, but none, none of the none of the the guys that people would really yeah. get fired up about. I've fallen and I can't get up. A lot of those uh, older gentlemen. Uh, and then the next year, like they kicked the thing off after firing David Cully and said, man, we really need to hone in on, uh, we're going to get some experience here. And they, they kicked the thing off by, by interviewing Heinz Ward, who I'll be honest with you, did not know Heinz was coaching. Oh, uh, my God. Anything. I didn't know Heinz was coaching. Uh, followed it up by really going in on Josh McCown. That seemed to be real. Uh, Lombardi. Now, just, just, I just hope that this time around, if there is a this time around, which I certainly hope there is, that it 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 looks to where right off the bat, Clint, we're like, all right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, you know, you you hope over the last two years that the one thing that Cal McNair has learned uh, is that you you know there's he he can't continue for the organization. He can't continue. Forget the organization. It's him. Like he can't continue to appear incompetent with the inability to just navigate processes. Uh, I understand. I'm not going to sit here and try to act like I, I know how to have what the process uh, precisely should look like when you're hiring a coach, when there's other decision makers involved, and when they're – I've never done that. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know uh, how to do that or what that should look like. But I feel like i got a pretty good grasp of what it shouldn't look like. Like, you, like Cal, you can't go out there – and allow Nick Casario or anybody else that's in that building. I mean, we know Jack Easterbrook, but anybody else in that building that has the ear of, of ownership, you cannot allow them to, for any reason, talk you and this organization into being linked to anybody that's not a serious head coaching candidate. It can't be, oh, well, we're doing these guys solids and they're just going through the interview process and we're just checking boxes and you know we we're not we're not taking them serious when it comes to Heinz Ward and these kind of things. Like it, it can't be Josh McCown um, on the on the undercard, if you will. Like it, it just it, it's yeah, got to be top of the card. It, it's it's got yeah right no doubt. <laughs> it, it's it's got to be it's got to appear to be a a competent um, process, and that's not that hard, man. That's not that hard. If here's the deal, don't drag your. This is not. This is not. Don't do not drag your feet firing Lovey Smith. If indeed that's what you that's what you want to do, I think you should move on. I think everybody that's watched these games feels like, from a head coach's perspective, things aren't being being done the way that they need to be done um, for, at the head coach position yesterday. If that's what you want to do, don't drag your feet firing Lovey. Fire Lovey. Show a sense of urgency in getting ahead of all the other squads that are going to fire their head coach. You're already behind Indy and a couple more. Who else? Who else fired their their guy? There's one Denver. more. Carolina, Carolina and Denver. Denver. Yeah, so, so those guys have already um, they, they got a little bit of a head start on you, right? Um, so, if if you're going to fire Lovey, let's not drag our feet doing it. Let's not do it a week or two weeks after the season. As if you needed to evaluate Week 18, if you as if you needed to evaluate how he handled exit interviews 
for the players. That's a um, rookie mistake. It, it, let's 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 not let's because the minute you fire him, it shows that you just you just dragging your feet for no damn reason, right? And then when you do fire Lovey Smith, if that is indeed what you do, you got to have at least three quality candidates on the hook and 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 and, and, and interview them as soon as you possibly can. I don't care if it's Zoom. I don't care if you got to fly to their place. I don't care if you got to get permission from their head coach. You you have got to you have got to interview serious head coach candidates moving forward. The one thing they just I do not think Cal McNair can do is appear incompetent once again. Because now you've already done more damage than Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby did before you fired Bill. You've already done more damage in terms of does a head coach really want to come into an organization where the owner and the general manager are seriously talking about hiring Josh McCown, a guy that's never coached football. They're seriously interviewing Heinz Ward. Do you really want to come into an organization that's that's doing those kinds of things? Like I, I, I don't do you really want to come into an organization where you're drafting a lockdown man-to-man corner and then by design playing him in nothing in nothing but zone all year long to where people nationally are writing stories about it. Do, do you really want to come into that kind of organization? Cal's got to get this right, and it now, starts at the top. That's what I think. Is, hell, if you want to do some favors or you want to just interview some young guys, that's fine. Hell, but interview some real candidates too. Like, no, no, I disagree. I disagree. No, I'm just saying if you're going to go do favors, man. If you're going to go, like I'm just saying, if you're going to interview Heinz Ward, if you're going to do that, that's fine. That's fine. I disagree. That, that's fine. But I'm just saying it. it I just can I tell you why? Why? Because when you interview Heinz Ward, what does it appear the organization's doing? From the outside looking in, what is it? Oh, what, I mean, yeah, it's the it's it, it's the Rooney Rule. They're situation. checking a box, right? You're yeah. ju- you're just checking a box with a guy that you had no intentions of hiring, and so I, I disagree. You you can't like that's part of that's oh. to me that's part of being like not having the awareness of of what do you always talk about? You always say the climate of yeah. of our of our sport today and of our world. Like you're not even you're not even aware of what the hell's going on. Well, I mean, to be honest, they got to check a box. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but I'm you, saying, they got to check a box. Not with Hines can't be that dude. Well, I mean, they got to check one. And, and, and that's fine. That's okay. But don't interview Hines and then not interview D'Amico Ryans. Don't interview Hines Fair, and not interview. Yeah. Check that <laughs> box I, with D'Amico. How about yeah, that? <laughs> can we do that? Check or just, but interview, every, like like last year, don't interview, don't, like, don't interview Josh McCown. Like, your interviews cannot be Lombardi, uh, uh, Hines Ward, and McCown that nobody else we even thought about right. bringing in or interviewing. Like you got to have real candidates in here, and I, you know, and you, we need to hear connections. Like I think it is very, very important that we hear. Okay, the Texans are doing stuff that makes sense. Yeah, I agree, the te- man. The Texans are doing stuff that makes sense right off the bat. I think that is. It's important that we hear it, and, and I, I think it's important that players and 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 head coach candidates and 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 everybody else in the NFL hears it as well. Because right now it's a laugh. Because the first thing is, all right, man. Uh, Texans are bringing in Jeff Saturday for an interview. Whew. I mean, I'm not saying that that they would do. I'm just saying, but if that if we're in that that realm, then it's just like no, nobody has confidence that they're going to pull this thing together. All right, Texas Insider Brooks Cabina. We'll get the latest on what the Texans are potentially doing. Uh, in light of what's happening uh, with DeMar Hamlin and his status. And we'll get his thoughts on uh, the rest of the thing. One more week to go, and then potentially we see a lot of movement made 
with the Texans. We'll see if Brooks Cabina sees that happening. That's coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, back at it here on the drive, and it is Tuesday, and it is 3.40, so that means our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, you may know him as Bruce, is in the building, and uh, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting day uh, following last night, uh, which is a scene we haven't seen before. Um, uh, what, what are you hearing about uh, potentially the Texans, uh, how they've responded to the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation? Well, late last night, uh, they sent a release to us in uh, the local beat that they were giving the players the day off today. Um, They'll be back and returning to practice starting tomorrow. And uh, that's pretty the the response that the Texans have had so far. And, you know, it's a a chance for everybody on the team to get a chance to reflect and um, spend time with people and things that are more important in the game right now. So... You know, everybody gets a chance to, um, you know, a lot of the players uh, actually played with with DeMar. Um, mm. In high school, Kurt Heinisch, I went to high school with him. Um, Jimmy Morrissey, they both went to Pitt uh, together. And then, you know, you've got a lot of guys from the Bills, like Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, and the defensive line coach, uh, Jacques Césaire, they both oh, that's right. were with him as well. So this is a team that's very close this situation and uh, they get a chance to reflect on that and spend a day away from the game for a bit how did you think that the the nfl and and their handling of of um of last night's ball game i i think they're they're a little bit of blowback on them for warming guys up possibly uh, appearing to be you know looking to start the game back up five minutes after he was off the field kind of thing um just your thoughts on on how that was handled yeah, I saw ESPN's released a statement recently that has kind of stuck with Joe Buck's reporting from that, that, you know, he had said many times that uh, that they were going to warm up five minutes before and, and restart the game, but you saw a lot of the coaches in, intervene and uh, go in and, um, and and stop the game for them. So, I mean, in a situation like that, it seemed like um, a lot of people trying to figure out what they're going to do. And later in the night, uh, the NFL League office had a, um, a teleconference with a lot of reporters and uh, uh, several members of the NFL's uh, top office were saying that you know, they were not considering to do that. Mm. But um, they also a lot of reporters were asking about whether the game would be played, and uh, they didn't field questions about that. So even towards the end of the night, they were more for- focused on what was going on. And uh, it, it doesn't look like now that they're going to fit the game in this week or not. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of response to something that's very real to a lot of people at this point, and um, you know, uh, that's that's the league's response after a day, and we're seeing a lot of teams uh, respond kind of like the Texans are, and giving a lot of uh, a lot of their players, a lot of their coaches, um, times to reflect on everything. All right, that's Brooks Cabina. The latest there is the Texans have the day off uh, to reflect, and that's a really good point you brought up there. That so many connections yeah. of guys from high school to college that play with them uh, in, in in the pros in Buffalo 
a lot of connection. Uh, sounds like eight, nine, ten guys have connections with him from this team. So, like I said, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, I know Tyler is looking at, at, at things really hard to make sure <clears throat> we have the complete latest on that. Uh, I, I, I'll say this th- this to you in a way that I've talked about a bit. Uh, do you think there was a chance going into Sunday's game against Jacksonville with how well the Texans have played with against the Cowboys, against the Chiefs, and then beating Tennessee with their second win? Did you think there was any kind of shot that, all right, the way they've played, they continue to play this way these last two games against the Jags and the Colts, maybe that could be something that maybe helps and, and saves Lovey Smith's job. Did you think that was possible? Yeah, there were a lot of different outcomes that you could look at. So if say they win both games, right, hmm. or if we were operating from the beginning of the Jaguars game, that takes them out of the top pick, that possibly takes them out of the number two pick. Then you're also looking at a situation that possibly Davis Mills plays well. Possibly there's more evidence to say, okay, this thing is moving in the um, a, a, a progress. Um, it's progressing. And um, any situation at that point, given on the struggles early on in the year, was going to make that conversation difficult. But that was more evidence that Lovey Smith, that Pat Hamilton, that Davis Mills, these are kind of the three biggest names of what the transition is going to be like in the offseason. They had – two more chances to prove that those three games before that were not an anomaly. And the Jaguars and Lovey Smith and Nick Casero, even in the offseason talking about how important division games are, they're, they're the team that's stacked and prepared for the future. They have tre- Trevor Lawrence. They seem to have um, some rhythm with Doug Peterson as their head coach. They've got a lot of um, draft capital that's going to grow up as well. Uh, they're kind of a couple of years ahead of the Texans. They're going to be in position to compete in the division. And whenever they just whip them like that on Sunday, that doesn't give you very much confidence that, you know, this is this is the direction of the team uh, with the leader coaching, with the players that are on there that are in the biggest part of it, uh, that that really can run it back and add more pieces in year three and, and get it going. So, um, I mean, it, if anything, we were talking about this last week a bit, that um, some of those wins brought made it maybe made it more complicated than it had to be. Yeah. You know, Davis Mills playing well. Um, in those games, and even if it is a quarterback rotation. Uh, but now it's pretty clear that, you know, whenever you've had two teams that have pulled their starting quarterback by the second half <laughs> and um, the teams look the team looks lost on the field in a lot of ways, well, that um, it, it's just not good enough. Have you sensed anything uh, from Cal McNair from ownership? I know you were in the room in mm-hmm. Miami after that loss when he – appeared in, in the press conference, uh, post-game presser for Lovey Smith. Have you sensed anything from from ownership since then? Not since then. Um, I had a conversation with Cal McNair before the season about patience with the team and how it would be approached this season. And there, while it wasn't completely in saying Lovey Smith is protected or, or you know, like he, we're not going to move on from a guy. Right, right, here, right. It was more so um, that – they they're willing to to do what it takes to win, and I think that was pretty clear in in, in kind of the questions that I had about okay, well, is it ex, is it an expense issue? You know, like last year you had to pay twenty million plus to get rid of David Culley. Are you willing to pay that much again? Well, when you look at the the stands and the stadium, and there's nobody there, and mm. there's an increasing um, disinterest in the team. I mean, that's something that ownership is supremely um, worried about 
So whenever you're not seeing the progress from the people on your staff, then you're going to evaluate that at the end of the year. Um, I mean, so as we've seen in the McNair era, as he's taken over from his father, and in, in the and since Nick Casario has been the GM here, this really is a situation where once the season ends, they really do sit down. They took three days to decide they wanted to fire David Culley, even though it seemed pretty clear at the time that that's <laughs> what they should have done. But I'm just bringing that up again that this is probably going to be another scenario. They're going to sit down. They're going to look at everything again. Um, but I do think that from the McNair perspective, you look out there and it's it's not moving towards where you're filling seats again. I mean, the, he made it very clear you wanted to have wait lists again, and they haven't sold out or even gotten close to it or getting out outnumbering visiting fans um, mm. quite frequently this year. Do, do you think there's a sense of, of – um awareness, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because you just mentioned they waited three days to fire David Culley. Well, then it comes out that the firing actually happened because of a, 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 dis- a what was it, a, ph- a philosophical disagreement? Or, right, yeah. or, and we never got clear on what that right, was. Right, right, right. right. But, but to my point is like that, like that's all just dysfunction. It's all incompetent. It all just screams the inability to navigate the process in a professional manner in, in a way in which we're going to win again anytime mm-hmm. soon. Right? Do, do, you, do you feel like do you see that? I mean, do you see this next one being that way? This next head coach search, or or even if they retain him, do you do you see the the next process that these guys have to go through? Maybe it's finding an offensive coordinator when when they let let, let loose of Pep Hamilton. Do you see it being another one of those? Well, here here's an, another process that 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 the team can botch, or do you do you sense there's a level of awareness? By, by Cal now? I think by the level of urgency there is, there's a necessity to make it right. And with the situation of the team right now, there's more ability to make that decision right too. Because remember the first time, it's pretty whirlwind scenario of the organization in 2020, firing Bill O'Brien. A lot of players were upset about how the team was going. You had Jack Easterby in the building, and there was a lot of drama around that. A lot of that has been eliminated to this point. Um, and if you're going to make a change at coach, you have assets that you can lure someone into the building. There's more of an opportunity here. You have a potential number one overall pick and a big budget. I mean, it's absolutely crucial for Nick Casario if he decides to part ways with Lovey Smith that he get this decision right because not, GMs don't normally get two, three head coaching decisions. And although he's got a six-year contract and – Cal McNair is paying him and giving him a lot of leeway to pay people that aren't on the team or coaches that aren't part of the staff anymore um, to um, try and bring more players into the building. He's he's going to have to show some progress starting probably next year that it's not regressing. This is a regressing year, um, not just in terms of wins and losses, but whenever they're in position to win, they, they blow it. Uh, the offense is worse statistically than it was a year before pretty simple and a lot of that I wonder with Lovey Smith so say if they do retain him Lovey Smith's been an NFL head coach three times I don't think he's going to be in a situation where he doesn't get in the business that okay one of my staff members didn't do really well we're gonna to have to find a new solution I mean that was kind of the conversation or the rumor around David Culley last year with yeah, Tim Kelly, Kelly was that he was trying to be protective of him but I don't think Lovey Smith, from his time as a coach, have you seen in the past, he's part of Wave with coordinators before. He, kn- he knows the business there. So it seems like they've been in lockstep, at least in some of their decisions, through the offseason. We'll see how that goes if he is retained. But um, if they do fire Lovey Smith, they go into an offseason where, I th- again, I think there's more 
uh, to offer for other coaches to come in. And Casario knows with the urgency that he's probably going to have to uh, get this one right. And I think he has a little bit more clarity to give other coaches whenever they – like last year was a lot about, oh, you're on the headset. How involved are you with this team? Well, you know, David Culley had never been a head coach before. Lovey Smith has kind of hashed that out this year. He's made a lot of his own decisions. I think um, he, we, we know that Casario is all in on personnel, so that kind of eliminates coaches that may want to be really hands-on with that unless they can find some mutual philosophy with that. But um, I, I don't think that it, it becomes as dysfunctional as it has in the past because of all of the factors that they have plus the urgency. Yeah, Brooks, we, Brooks Kavina with us, our Texans insider. Many people believe that, that um that he hasn't had uh, all the the decision making power on the previous two coaches that he's hired let's let's go in 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 that land of that should we now look for all right this is going to be a completely different type of hire type of guy type of coach and do you have any any kind of a a, a feel on on guys that he's really interested in so i i don't have a list of guys that he's looking at but I also don't – I want to I want to touch on what you said about whether he had full control over the people he hired. Um, he did. I mean, this is – it gets approved by Cal McNair, but this has been Casario's search for the so last couple of years. So you think David Culley was, was Nick Casario's decision? Yeah. You think Lovey Smith wanting Josh McCown and then Lovey Smith was – Yeah. Ultimately, these are Nick Casario's coaching searches. And, like, there are people – you, you found one. They're part of the. I didn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing. Part of the organization there is how they are collaborative. So the people in the building ultimately affect how they decide. But you truly believe that? You don't believe he's just kind of taking a bullet for and saying it? You did. No, I mean it. It pressing him on it. <laughs> I mean, there's no look. If, if he's if he's out there going and making decisions on on the coaches, it's going to end up having to be approved by McNair in the end, but he's been hired to rebuild this team. So it's been part of his process to bring in all these coaches, which is depending on who they are and how good the team is, what kind of candidates you have and whether they say yes or no. So like Jack Easterby's influence can't be ignored when you have someone in the building and then the Josh McCown, he can be in his ear and tell him all he wants. But ultimately you have to be knowing that you're the one whose ass is on the line and it's going to be your decision to 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 put push that through. So, Whew. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of influence that teams can have. But. That, that's all. That is so scary. <laughs> I mean, forget the hire, fire, who keep your job, don't keep uh-huh. your job. It is so either way it goes. Like it's so scary to th- if you think back over it, guys. Like yeah. it's so scary to sit here and go, okay, either Nick Casario was steering the ship, and Just he went here, and though. he went David Cully. Josh McCown, uh oh, that's not going to work. Let me go to Lovey. Right, and now we've seen what Lovey, what Lovey's capable of doing. Uh-huh. Or, or he sat idly by the side and let other people kind of push him around into making those decisions. Yep. Either way, it's like that's that's the guy that's in charge of turning this thing around. Right. I mean, wow. I've written about this several times. Is that I've you know been here he's about a year been. And a half. He's, no, no, I, I mean, I, I don't. He, I, he's been part of the personnel. Like, he was hired to do the personnel, but part of what it could undo him is the head coaching hires. Like, it has been questionable. So, the third one here. Questionable. Oh, and of course it's questionable. It's bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's why there's urgency in the next one. Mm-hmm. you got to prove that you can link the head coach with the team, the players that you're bringing in. Right, give him another. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Give him another. Why not? 
Yeah, I, look, I, man, that's it. Just, I mean, I, I get, I, I, I firmly like. I've always just thought of it in a stance of like, look, the dude took over an impossible. Nobody wanted the job, and I, and I firmly, and I, and I, I still believe that nobody yeah. wanted the job, but I don't believe David Coley was the only one that wanted the job, <laughs> and I damn sure don't think Josh McCown was the only one that wanted the job yeah. the second year. Um, just, it just, just to put in that frame of mind of like, either way it goes, regardless it. of what's true or not true. That's that's the guy that's gonna that's that's moving forward, leading this this org. That's the guy that talks about other people not being good at their job when he's on the radio. I mean, wow, this is this is uh, that's a scary, it's a scary deal. All right, um, I, I tell you, there's there's uh, there's something that's really really pissing me off about this uh, Bryce Young, uh, Texans number one overall pick, and and uh, Bryce Young size. It's really really starting to piss me off. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what Show and Tyler think about it, and and. Uh, and hell, they may piss me off. We'll, we'll we'll check on Bryce's size and how that should impact the number one overall pick uh, in 2023. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.